Ring the bell for another Wrestling Royale with Rant and Rave Wrestling. Every week we compare Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and AEW, except for this week because it was Christmas and there was no AEW. So we just compare Raw, SmackDown, and NXT to decide what the best show was so you don't have to. We'll do the scoring. All you have to do is sit back and relax while we crown this week's Capital R Champion. I'm your host, Roy the Roy Rowe, and I'm joined by Mariah Carey's number one fan, Blake Short. Don't nobody want no more Michael Cole. And the man with a hat and diabetes, Greg Overson. Just a word of advice, never forget your wife's favorite Christmas movie. Oh God, did she listen to last week's podcast and find out what a piece of shit So I will start off with how my week went, and it started off with... Divorce. It started off with getting (laughs) stabbed. I actually got stabbed for forgetting her favorite Christmas movie. What did she stab you with? Are you okay? With a pen. That's domestic fucking And then she shoved her finger in it and twisted her finger. It was weird. What did she put her finger in? The hole that she stabbed me. And then, and then I filed for divorce on Tuesday, which was Christmas Eve. Oh, wow. You filed for divorce. Yeah. I lost that bet. It was abusive. Um, so my week, you know, Christmas was amazing, though. What did you do for Christmas? So Christmas, uh, I was able to get my son for the day, which was very awesome. Uh, we went to my in-law side of the family for a little bit, uh, picked up Caden, and then went to my mom's house for a little bit, and then back to her uh, in-laws, and then I went home and slept, because that was an exhausting day. All right, Greg, you left out the one thing that everybody wants to hear about. Oh, God, what's everyone want to hear about? The gifts, man. What were the gifts? The gifts! So, oh, honestly, one of my favorite gifts came from the host of this show. Roy the Roy Row. I'm now addicted to 10-inch pop figures. I have been doing nothing but looking up 10-inch pop figures. That's not the only thing 10 inches you're addicted to. (laughs) Ayo, and that comes from the man to my left. Ooh, the Subway subs, right? (laughs) Are we talking about the Subway subs? Mariah Carey's biggest fan. Bottle Um, Well, hold on, and I can say this. I can say, see, the best best place to talk shit about my good friend Colby Gibson is on my podcast (laughs) because he doesn't fucking listen to it. I bought you that Deadpool pop figure... And then he says, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll get Greg a gift. And he goes and gets fucking Deadpool pop figures. What True. kind of bullshit is that? True. So that's why I made sure that you opened the gift for me first. So that you, I appreciate So that. that you could enjoy that without Colby's bullshit. I appreciate all the gifts I received. Except for the bullshit Colby got you. So after your Christmas gift, would you call him the best or the goddamn greatest? Absolute best. I call him the Roy. <laughs> got him. Alright, Blake, what did you get for Christmas? I got... I kind of got the usual stuff, which is what I wanted anyway. Socks. I, you, no, no. <laughs> I didn't get socks. I didn't get socks. Um, I got, like, body wash and, you know what yeah. I mean, cologne. Oh, yeah. I have a gift that Christmas. hasn't come in yet, but I know what it is. It's definitely an AEW shirt. I think it's a little bit of the bubbly shirt. I know what shirt it is. If it's not, it's the inner circle. I know Greg knows. Holly told me about that. But it hasn't come in yet. It took him a little while to ship. And I also have a Division Champ shirt coming in, too. So, nice. it's just a little late on shipping. But, it's a great Christmas. It's not about my gifts. You guys know how I am about that. Um, I enjoyed seeing Holly get excited about getting a brand new printer for her work stuff. Because our printer's a piece of shit. <laughs> so, now we got a good one. And I got her the wrong blanket hoodie. And fucked up. So, now nice. I gotta get another one. But other than that, it went really well. We had family over at the house on Christmas Eve, and Holly kicked ass, dude. Like, made a full dinner, made lasagna, made spaghetti for my parents, for me. Um, I didn't do shit. You noticed? Did Santa bring Morgan all she ever wanted? 
Yes. You notice that Blake yes. is a lot nicer about Holly now that her co-workers listen to the podcast? I know, man. It's like Oh, I got called got, out. I got called out. You should have heard the mock cast. Like, he was talking <laughs> so much shit, shit talking. about her. <laughs> no. And and for real, though, she really did because I, I felt shitty on Monday and Tuesday. I was, like, really under the weather. So I was supposed to, like, help set up and everything. I didn't do a damn thing. I took a nap and was going to set up afterwards. She had already set everything up and cooked. So she, she killed it. I actually saw the link to her shop on Facebook last night. Her stuff looks pretty good. Did you see? I, I tried. So, like, I've been meaning to share it for her, and I'm always on Facebook, like, super late. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, I'm not going to share it at, like, midnight. That's Every time I see it, it's, like, midnight. So, this time, I was like, you know what? I need to just share it. Like, it was late. I was like, I never share it because I see it late. It's better than not sharing it at all because she, she does some really good things, man. Like, I've been telling her she really needs to focus on yeah, it. I was, uh, I was and that's actually, not me just saying that because it's Holly. I think she really does some really good things. It is. So, when you, you know when you told me that she was doing that kind of stuff, my my perception of what I imagine is kind of like really generic stuff because mm-hmm. I, that's just what you think of with that sort of thing. Yep. And I actually was looking at some of the pictures and it, it, it looks professionally made. It looks really good. So, since we're on the topic and uh, you now have audio to prove it. You do actually have another gift coming your way. Uh, I didn't want to overwhelm Holly. I did talk to her about it. But once she... I didn't want to overwhelm her because it was like a week before Christmas when I thought about it. And you will be getting another gift. So it wasn't just the little... I hate gift cards that are so impersonal. I did have something else in mind, but I didn't want to overwhelm her. But you do have something else that will be coming soon. Excellent. Can't wait. So you brought up Santa. (laughs) So thank God Morgan, let's hope, isn't listening to the podcast. (laughs) Oh, God. So every year, I thought this year we were done. We didn't bring up Santa. She's twelve. We're maybe at that. we um, maybe we shouldn't, just in case other people listen to the podcast. Huh. It, it some people will if we if we get to a point we want to be at, there will be people that will want to listen to our older episodes. And let's just for the sake of I get what you're a saying, wrestling yeah. fan tends to watch with their kids and stuff. Let's not. Santa is not real. Boom. Wow. Okay. Well, now I'm going to continue. Thanks, Roy. Okay, then. <laughs> so we just lost a bunch of viewers in the future. <laughs> no, we didn't. We're fine. So, so listen. So she's 12. We're getting to the end of it, right? This is probably the last year. I thought it, we were already done, but Holly hit me with that last minute. She's like, I got Santa's gift. Every year, Morgan brings down a note and has me sign an autograph <laughs> as Santa Claus. Let me tell you the stress that is involved in this job. A normal person would just fucking sign it and think nothing of it. I was practicing Santa Claus signatures on a piece of paper for what was probably 15 minutes before I signed this autograph. Just so I didn't fuck this up. It actually came out pretty good, but I was nervous as shit. What exactly is the autograph? It's it's Santa, Santa Claus signing a Santa Claus. I don't sign very good cursive. What do you mean? Like while she's not there? You're yeah, while she's okay. not there. So Santa signed this. Okay. So I have to be Santa and sign this note. Dude, the nerves involved there, I don't get nervous often. I was nervous, man. Why, why is this what breaks you? Because I envision her coming down Christmas morning and she looks at the note and she goes, That's Blake. Santa Claus didn't fucking sign this. And Holly giving me a look. Like, you ruined it. <laughs> you ruined Christmas. You have nightmares about this? So I put everything into it, man. It, it turned out pretty good. It's, it's lovely to get cookies and milk. I'm going to miss that. And I just I'm Santa Claus and I'm playing Call of Duty with you and, and I, he's like, oh man, I gotta go drink this milk. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna go eat this cookie. <laughs> How about this, Roy? So I'm eating the cookies and I'm like, well, this is big ass cookie. 
It was it was like a quarter of a waffle. It was a waffle. <laughs> what was this? He, he comes back. He goes, "What the fuck?" He's like, "She left the waffle." <laughs> Blake hates waffles. She was very sweet though. We we have almond milk now, not regular milk. And she's like, "I apologize. That is not regular milk." Well, was oh, it written in the note? She yes, it was written in the note. I was like, "Okay." I was like, "It's about the only time I see her." What else did child. the note say? Um, you know what? I really don't remember. I remember the milk. I was very small. She had a. I think that was the PS was sorry about the moment. Enjoy the treats. You know what I mean? It was So she's she does generic. she believe all the gifts were from Santa? So she only gets one gift from Santa. Okay. We've done that the same. Which I can't believe she don't know by now because one year we Santa got her a camera and then Holly had to get the camera fixed and had the receipt and Morgan found out. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure she knows she just is carrying it on, but who knows, man? At this point, she's just fucking with Blake. She's, she's, yeah, she's yeah. like, sign this shit, Blake. The whole time, they're like, she's going to be 22 years old. And you're like, oh, yeah. like, here's my note for Santa, Blake. <laughs> Joke's on me, I guess. <laughs> but it was fun. So, for my Christmas haul, I got oh, some of the good stuff I got. I got South Park Fractured But Whole, which I okay. started last night. It was pretty fun. Um, I got the Hot Topic, Invader Zim, and Gur Pop. So I'm pretty excited about that. I got the Fortnite Overtaker skin figurine. He's over there chilling with Junko and Ashima and Rosette right now. Uh, what else did I get? I'm blanking. I got a trick-or-treat figure. I got a lot of, like, figure stuff. Um, Greg was, like, super lazy and got gift cards. He put no effort into gift-giving this year. I'm a year. Greg. Uh, Blake said he doesn't believe in getting gifts for his friends, so I didn't get anything from You're him. You're fucking Santa. What the hell? Hey. He didn't even sign a piece of paper for me. Wow. Santa, Santa took a break this year, all right? And uh, <laughs> we went to Hibachi Grill. Food was awful. Was it? Yeah, I didn't like it. I'm not a fan of Hibachi, so it doesn't surprise me. And but, that was my Christmas. Dude, it was actually a good day. I had a good day. Dude, Monday... So I didn't bring that up because I, I wanted you to talk about Monday. I figured you would. I didn't want to take everything away from you. But I felt like shit on Monday. And let me tell you, man, I had so much fun hanging out with you guys, watching the Christmas movie that we watched. It was hilarious. And it's cool to see, like, even when you feel, like, terrible, if you get in an environment like we were on Monday, I completely forgot that I even felt terrible. I had so much fun. I forgot about how I felt. I had a good time, and I want to thank you guys for that as well as the rest of our friends. And thank you for the gift that you got me. Um, my first, I'm going to call them P.O.P. figures because I'm just weird like that. I never had any. Um, and if I could pick two to start off with, I think I got the perfect two to start off with. A Lamar Jackson one from Colby and a Skull one from you. So thank you. That was really cool. All right. Uh, unfortunately, there's not a lot to talk about in the way of wrestling this week, but we're going to give it a shot. Uh, Blake, I think you have some housekeeping topics for us before we get started with Rant and Rave. Yeah, so we talked a little bit about Edge and some of the rumors behind his return. I'm starting to see some things talking about it being Edge and Cena at Mania. And we were also talking about Cena last week and him doing something substantial at WrestleMania. How would you guys feel about Edge returning and facing John Cena eventually. I, mean. I would feel bored out of my fucking mind. Really? Just like I was for the last 133 matches they had. 
uh, yeah, there's no way you make that substantial unless Edge actually returns at Mania and Cena's the first out, and then you find out his opponent is Edge. I don't think that's what but, we're what we're heading towards. Uh, anyway. No, I need something. I as as the biggest Edge head at this table, I need something way bigger than that. I don't know how true him. that is, but okay. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, Roy did have the belt. Did you have that belt? He did have that belt. He did. So I've never owned a belt to be. I'm actually there. for this. No, I am, and no. so, and I know exactly week, why. No. Submit your applications, guys, to our Twitter account. Uh, we will be looking for a third host starting <laughs> next week. No, here here's why. So for you guys, during the Edge and Cena feuds, which there were many, you guys are watching. I wasn't. That was during. The break oh, so because this is okay you now because you decided not to subscription to the network. Go watch it. <laughs> it it wouldn't be. Don't ruin my fucking I'm not trying to convince you guys. I get it. I'm just saying it's not stale to me because I didn't see it a hundred times. I would be okay with it. The edge rumors keep popping up so much at this point that I'm starting to think there is some truth to it. Yeah, me too. But I think that. If I had to guess, I would say he's not preparing for a full return. I would guess that he's just getting clearance to do something at Rumble. So I could see a full return given you're not Beth a fucking doctor being a, a commentator and being around her more and stuff like that. But we'll see. That was weird. Roy's like health wise, I don't see a full return. Greg's like, well, Beth's a commentator, so well, no, I'm <laughs> saying like, like I know what you're saying, yeah. but I was so thrown off because I was like, what does that have to do with his neck? <laughs> is she a fucking doctor? <laughs> she is doctor on hand and commentator at the same time. Actually, that's why he's able to come back. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you know what? Unfortunately, we're getting to the point now where if we keep talking about it, I'm going to be almost disappointed to not see him. It's becoming an expectation, which I. Do stop not talking about it. I'm not. Don't ruin my hopes and dreams. <laughs> you go on Twitter and it's all they're talking about right now. Is Edge being at Rumble. We're going to get through that 30th entry and we're going to go, oh, shit. You're wrong. Yeah. I actually don't think I'd feel that way. I I feel like it's the, the better timeline probably is Edge staying retired versus him come back and two weeks later he's just another name on the roster. I don't want him to be another name on the roster. I agree. But that's what's going to happen. You don't get both. You don't get the return and to avoid him just being another name. I don't think that they're capable of that right now. Edge and Punk. Here we go. Yes. There you go. You can get him on fucking, what is it? WWE Backstage. After Dark? WWE After Dark. It's like porn or something? I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. So the next thing I have is Andrade winning the U.S. belt on a live show at Madison Square Garden. What are you guys' thoughts? Bullshit, because I didn't get to see Rey Mysterio get his ass kicked. I like when title changes on uh, the dark shows, on the house shows, because it gives you, one, a reason for ever going, and it creates this anything-can-happen type mentality. So, I know you both are probably upset to miss out on that moment for Andrade, um, but I, I, like, I like it. Yeah, I'm upset about it because exactly what you said, just missing out on the moment. Yeah, I like Andrade. I would have liked to have seen and there was it no, happen. There was no build to it happening anyway. And the live the live show thing is like, yeah, to a degree that's true, Roy, but really it's only because it was in Madison Square. You weren't going to get that at, at Royal Farms Arena, well, I mean, the live show. You did have AJ Styles winning it at a house show when he first won it. And I believe it was Madison Square Garden. They hadn't been to Madison Square Garden since... Uh, 
Like the first time back was the roll twenty five or whatever that was it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for wrong versus right. Let's Google it. Ring the bell. Let's Google it and see who the most intelligent person at the table is. Wait, that's not how it's determined. I'm Googling it right now. This is how we're going to find out who the most intelligent person is. Is it Blake or is it Greg? I know that was a long time ago. Blake, can you give us some kind of holding music while Greg Googles? I, the first thought in my mind was Jeopardy. <laughs> do, 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 Ladies and gentlemen. Do, do. AJ Styles defeats Kevin Owens to win the United States Championship at a house show at Blake is correct, man. This is where ding, ding, Blake ding, is ding, the ding. most intelligent person at the I was show. wrong. That is how you decide the most intelligent person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you see a trend? Fair. Yeah. Alright. Alright, this week's rotation is Booger. Who? Booger. Booger. Oh. I know exactly Blake, who that is. Greg Roy. Alright, this week was a slow week, as we know, and I think this is fitting as the number one ran of the week because of it. It's going to Raw, and Eric Rowan in that burlap sack against a jobber. I've held off week after week on trying to bring this up for Rant Rave. This is the week to bring it up. Slow week. We continue to see the same thing over and over again, and I'm getting to the point now where I don't even care what's in the sack. It's, a it's been so long. Are you guys interested in what's in the sack at all at this point? No. I am, but I'd like to just fucking get there already. How long has it been? It's been about a month and a half, right? About six weeks? Who knows? It's been my whole life. I'm okay with long, long-term long storytelling, but it's it's something in a sack. Something like, like that you're just dragging out. Yeah, right? let's, let's get to it here. And it's just for something disappointing. It is. It is. And... The enhancement matches we spoke on a little last week, they're okay from time to time, and I'm and I'm coming around on them, but I don't want to see it six weeks in a row. It's time to give them yeah. a real opponent, figure out what's in the sack, let's move on from it. All right. Um, my first one's going to go over to NXT. I'm going to preface this by saying this is something that I've never been a fan of. I don't think WWE pulls it off well. Maybe a handful of moments have come off good in this, and that's the dual location thing. NXT with the dual location was very weird this week. I felt like I was watching NXT superstars just wrestle on SmackDown. I didn't go over with me. And you I, were. And, <laughs> and the matches that they gave me, I was not interested in. You had Jai Jakovic and Reed, which wasn't thick boy. I, anyway, I don't think they pull off the dual locations very well, and this was an awkward way to do it to me. All right, mine's going to go to the Raw 8. Which sounds like a cool movie or like it does. Like a cool team of people. You know what I mean? The Raw Eight. But the Raw Eight is the eight enhancement matches that we had on Monday Night Raw. Damn, really? And here's 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 how I define here's how I define enhancement matches. It's a match where one, you you have a superstar going up against a local talent, or you have a superstar who is in the middle of a push or already in a storyline going up against a random person that is not involved in anything. So the winner is very clear. So that would be your, uh, what was it? Was it, it was Cedric Alexander and Bobby Lashley. And Bobby Lashley. So like something like that. Lashley is featured in a storyline. Cedric's doing nothing. Very clear what's going to happen here. We had eight of those on Monday. That takes Damn. away all but two things on my rant list. 
<laughs> and really, that was my rants this week were enhancer matches, and I listed them separately because I had nothing else. The entirety, it's crazy, almost the entirety of Raw was a wash. Yeah. Yeah. I think there were two matches that maybe held any weight, and that would be the uh, Seth and Ray, yeah, and the Six Man Tag. Correct. Every other match was just a clear enhancement. So while we're talking about this, because this was one of mine, and. I'll just bring it up while we're talking about the enhancement matches. The Aleister Black and the Buddy Murphy thing, where one has a match, an enhancement match, and the other one has the enhancement match right afterwards. Mm-hmm. It would have actually been pretty cool had I not already seen those two have a match. I felt like the setup was kind of unique and different in the way they did it, and I would have been completely okay with it had I not already seen them. But I've already seen them have a match. So it didn't work for those two. Also... Are they just running out of fucking names for the jobbers? The one guy's name was Joe Asa. <laughs> and were they just like, oh, fuck it, just put it Going back to Aleister Black and Buddy Murphy for a moment, even with them having the match already, I I really enjoyed what they did with their matches. Okay. And I say all the time, uh, right place, right time, and this was an example of that for me. I thought it was pretty cool for them to do the one-ups and shit. And I don't understand why Buddy Murphy has to be an asshole. And not shake that man's hand, because that would have been a, a nice moment for it. But Buddy is consistently such a dick, so it doesn't surprise me. I think I think had they not done the match, that would have been really cool. Mm-hmm. I think with me seeing the match already, it didn't I'm ready. do as much. I'm, and this is, an, this is a case where I'm actually excited for a rematch. I will watch Buddy. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely again. okay with seeing that match again. And I don't really know who I want to win, because I feel real hypocritical. For Buddy winning, because I'm consistently talking about 50-50 booking. Yeah, that's true. And the way I dislike it. But at the same token, I wouldn't mind seeing Buddy get I actually like Buddy more out of the two of them. I would really like to see Buddy Murphy as a main eventer. I agree with that. And and I really enjoy Alistair, too. So that's saying a lot. <clears throat> All right. Our rant side of things. Rave. My, or rave, I apologize. My number one rave... For this week is going to go to SmackDown, and it's Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Otis, and Dolph Ziggler in the backstage well. segments. I love that they carried carried on with this. I am very engaged in this. I can't wait to see what they do next. I love the storyline. I love that they added Dolph to it at the end. Dolph, keep your dick away from Mandy Rose. Oh, wow. All right, I've seen you Whoa. with Nikki Bella. I've which that was an the actual relationship. I've seen him paired with AJ. I've I've heard okay, about him. My brain went to AJ Styles first. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I've heard about him being with Dana Brooke. You stay away from Otis's peach. You fucking stay away from his peach. Why are you peach. pointing at me? I'm not Dolph. You stay away from his peach, too. And you. That is Otis's peach. You do not mess with his peach. This is great. I I feel like we're we're getting a separation of, of Mandy and Sonya. Which I think needs to happen at this point. I agree. They don't value them as a tag team. And I really want to see Otis and Mandy paired together in some sort of way. Even if it's with the Me tag too. team. Or if it's just Otis by himself. I would love to see it. I think Dolph Ziggler was the perfect person <laughs> to put in this situation. The most believable character for what he did. And I really enjoyed the whole segment. And he's such a dick too. You know that he's just... He's backstage at some point, and he sees Otis talking to Mandy, and he's like, oh, if he has a shot, that's in the bag for me, because he's so high on himself. And that's that's 
that's got to be his only motivation at that point is like, well, if she likes Oda, she's going to love this. <laughs> I like the subtle squash the cake and go, oh, these are Nikes. <laughs> like, Jordans. Or Jordans. They're the same things. It, it's a little different, though. Okay. It's oh, a little okay. different. Okay. Who, who makes Jordan shoes? I know, but it's a little different. It okay. is a little different. Sorry. Sorry. I don't care You wouldn't call SmackDown Raw, shoes. even though they're both WWE. I would. They're the same damn thing. Piece of they're shit. not the same thing. So my next one goes to SmackDown. It actually goes to Raw. What? <laughs> See? Exactly. Okay. Anyway. It's going to go to... Hold on, I just realized something. Uh, with AEW not having a show... Raw had the chance. WWE might actually win one. Oh, oh shit! shit. <laughs> I was thinking Raw itself. Damn, the whole... All of it. Uh, I, I'm loving heel Rollins. I genuinely feel that this man... If you would just take his hand... And let him tell you how things should be. And follow him. He's a locker room leader. That he wouldn't fuck you up. He would legit be like, okay, thank you for finally listening to me. Like, I truly feel that he means things don't have to be this way. I want a Seth Rollins I'm sorry shirt. (laughs) I do too now. I love that right before he beats the shadow people, he's like, look, I'm sorry, okay? (laughs) I'm sorry. What a turnaround. Dude, what a I, I loved when Joe stood up and was like, nah, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm standing my fucking ground. And Rollins is like talking to him like, come on, man. Like, I'm look, sorry. We really don't have to do this. You do your job. I'll do mine. You know, none of this. And he just walks away and it was like an old school like mobster thing. And he's just like, finish him. Can and we just like, can we start calling him sympathetic Seth? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> he, the sympathy he has. And then he comes up to KO and he's like, look, man, it's even. You know, you got me. I got you. And I'm like, he That's really wants to. Yeah, I'm like, it's true. Leave him the he's, hell alone. He's trying to call a truce. And Kevin, he, he initiates, and then, well, Seth has to do what he has to do, right? right. Kevin's an asshole. And then Caruso has a nerve to interview him backstage and ask him about these systematic attacks. And he's like, what do you mean? <laughs> I love it. I think they're doing a great job with this. It is. This is perfect so far with Seth. Alright, mine's going to go to Akira Tozawa, R-Truth, on the, uh, damn, what show was that? That was, that was Smackdown? Raw. It was Smackdown. It's Smackdown. Alright, one set Smackdown and one set Raw. Alright, Greg, stop being a dick. <laughs> it was Raw. Okay, so I really, I really enjoy this type of stuff for the holiday episodes. Like I talked about, I enjoyed the, uh, I love the Miracle on 34th Street Fight matches every year. This one was really good, and even though I'm so tired of it being R-Truth, and I think I would have had a lot more fun if we could have just gotten two other personalities for a change. I don't know why this belt has to be tied to our truth for as long as it is. But the ending is what got me. Because never did I expect for the referee to lose his shit. And it makes complete sense. You never think about the fact that this referee is running all over the town with him. He's like, man, it's Christmas. He's like, I've been chasing you guys all around. It's ridiculous. Also, our truths map in the very beginning was in Japanese or Chinese... Did Akira Tozawa give him that map to leave him there? I I think so. It's we've been asking for some more twenty four seven stuff that's creative. We Tozawa, got it this yeah, week. Yeah, Tozawa and Truth they killed it. The referee being pissed off was hilarious to me. It made so much sense, but it's something that I wouldn't even have thought about. Uh, so that that's one of the things that I had the most fun with this week. Yeah, they did a good job with it this week. Santa Claus having the title. They're they're chasing him down at the end. The ref was amazing. I think that was a great touch. And we just saw our truth in Tozawa last week. Mm-hmm. So it made sense. They were in that um, 
in that gauntlet match. And they they had a good look. And they had a good match. It was fun seeing Akira in that role, too, because he, even though he was just used for enhancement matches, it was clear that he was going to lose. He put on great matches with those people. Without a doubt, yep. He, he earned the right to have... Had more TV time for something a little different than just losing matches. And I liked how it ended, too. It's just like, well, the ref leaves, and they're just like, you know what? No, they're like best friends. (laughs) Come on, man. Um, Somebody also updated Santa Claus's Wikipedia page to say that he was the former 24-7 champion. Amazing. All right, we'll go back over to Rant with Blake. All right. Rant with Blake. My next rant for this week is going to go to SmackDown. And the Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans tag match against Sasha Banks and Bailey, which we already saw coming last week, and we talked about it. I was already disappointed before it ever happened. I didn't want to see it. And the fact that they ended it with Dana Brooke tapping out because it was the most predictable thing to happen because they want to push Lacey, but they don't want Bailey or Sasha to take a loss. And once again, they just used Dana Brooke to carry a feud that has nothing to do with her and have her be the one to take a loss. And you have this big spot at the end of the match where Sasha ducks, Bailey eats the uh, women's right, and then you think, oh shit, Dana is definitely getting in there and she's getting this this win. She's going to do something. And it's like you're behind Sasha and all you thought to do was roll her up. Come on. So I have a question. Do you guys think that... Dana Brooke should be utilized in a bigger way. Do you guys do you guys want to see Dana Brooke doing more? Because here's here's what makes me ask that is that I think two or three times now we've seen organically opportunities where Dana Brooke kind of got the audience behind her. I remember uh, the Batista stuff kind of got her a lot of attention. She just got back on TV with uh, Elias and all that stuff, and it feels like the, no, the fans aren't like fully behind her but it does feel like there's this attention on her and that they are interested in her and then also that promo that she cut back with the ronda rousey thing again organically she kind of got a small following to get behind her and in both instances they acknowledge that a little bit but really it just feels like they used it to fuel her getting a loss i personally don't really feel much for dana brooke and i don't see much in her right now but I thought it was. I, I'm interested in what your opinions are. I'd be willing to give her. Sorry, Blake. I'd be mm-hmm. willing to give her a chance. Uh, I will say from day one, Dana to now, I can see a big difference in in-ring performance. Mm-hmm. She doesn't seem as sloppy as she used to. Um, is she somebody I see the WWE universe backing a hundred percent and being someone that? Oh shit, Dana's music's hitting. Sweet. No. But I'd be willing to at least give it a shot. Especially with the way the women's division's going right now. All I ever hear about Dana is how hard she works. And I think that's true. And when you watch her, from the time I watched her back in NXT to now, she has improved. Right. So, I do believe she's earned the right to be on TV. And mm-hmm. find. I'm not saying she should be a champion or anything like that. But I do think they can find something for her other than... Hey, you got some attention organically, so we'll put you on TV, but to lose every week. And we talked about that last week, too. Remember where it was like, oh, but she went toe-to-toe with Bailey, and it doesn't work for me? There's a better way to use her than to just have her lose each week to basically carry this feud. Um, I think she's earned that right. 
All right, Greg, what do you got? Uh, this one's going to SmackDown as well. Uh, Braun Strowman. I'm done. I'm done with Braun Strowman. I could honestly, I've decided that after get these hips, I could never see Braun on TV again and not give All right, ladies chance. and gentlemen, for the first time tonight, it's time for Rant versus Rave. And it's because you specifically mentioned the hips. Yep. And that was one of my favorite parts of SmackDown. Okay. Uh, Braun Strowman get these hips was hilarious. I love New Day getting him to dance, and I always when I see when I see that I always think of back to the Too Cool, and when they would have like The Rock or the Big Show like dance with them, um, and the New Day does that stuff sometimes. You remember Triple H dancing with them? Yes. Triple H and Stephanie. You remember Vince earlier yes. this year? Fucking hilarious. But this was an example of the correct way to use Braun Strowman, I think. And even though we're so far past it, and I don't give a fuck, I did laugh and I was entertained by Get These Hips. And it did, in that moment, make me feel like, okay, I could get behind Braun again if I needed to. With, with me, I, I guess I'm just so far done with Braun that this, this did nothing for me in any way. I, and it wasn't even like them that said it. It was the crowd that started to Get These Hips chant. Like, so props on them because that was clever as shit. But I I can't do Braun anymore. I can't. I'm at that point where I don't care about him at all. All right, Blake, what's what's the ruling going to go to? All right, so I have, two, I have two things for Braun Strowman, one on each side this week. But you specifically said get these hips. Mm-hmm. And that was a rave for me. So here's what I'm going to say. I think this is a rave. This is what they need to do. Drop the monster thing. Drop it. It's over. He's not a monster anymore. He, he's, he's got to be one or the other. He's either a novelty act with this and someone fun, a fun big man, which is w- what we're going to get from him or what we're starting to get from him. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. The monster act is gone. It's over. It's, it's past. We had, we had its moment with it. See, I think he works best as a goofy monster. I think that he should... He should maintain elements of that monster side where he's he destroys and he lifts big things and all that stuff. But it's at a certain point, I don't know what happens. WWE makes him so corny, and he just I I, I don't know. That's the problem. They they can't do both. He starts saying like the corniest things, and he comes off as a child instead of like an adult. And if he could just kind of like be this. He's a little more fun-loving, and then people piss him off. That's a little more interesting than just what we've gotten. And, you know, winning a match might fucking help, actually. That might help a lot. WWE can't do both. All right? And that's why I say they need to choose. Because when you try and do both, when you play both sides like that, when they start pushing the monster stuff, it feels fake. It feels childish. It feels forced. It's not fun. You're not entertained. This was entertaining. This was fun. I laughed. It was enjoyable. It was something different. And I think they should do more of that with Braun, especially with him doing the hand thing when Dude, he the I rodeo feel and all like that. I'm like, watching Big Show all over yeah, again. Yeah, it, it, I can't do it. I can't. I you're think gonna do it. You're gonna have to because well, yeah, I'm gonna have to. Yeah, this is where <laughs> I don't <laughs> fucking want to. I don't want to at all. But specifically, get these hips as a rave for me. This week. Alright, my next one goes to an entire roster saying should we postpone the match 
when the match has already clearly been postponed because everybody has exited the ring and the next match is beginning. (laughs) You're struggling over there, Blake. Are you okay? I'm keeping my mouth shut on this one because that whole thing the whole night... What was all this? They were trying to decide if they should postpone the match that's clearly been postponed. I feel like a half hour of SmackDown, they just were like, we don't really know what to do tonight. So let's just find ways. So we're going to act like this match is going to start three different times. Well, I, and see, I actually I enjoyed some of that stuff. I liked um, particularly where Baron's like, I can't do this match. And they're like, well, Roman's not here. And he's like, you know what? I'm a little beat up, but I think I can do that, this yeah, match. That was Stuff cool. like that and kind of dragging it out throughout the night. I like stuff like that because by the time we got to it, it felt like a bigger deal because we had been building the story all night. But this this part specifically is what bothered me where they kept saying, should we postpone it? And I'm like, okay, they're going to be in the ring and they're trying to figure it out. And I find out that the ring's already been cleared. And I'm like, bitch, you already made your decision. Why are you asking me if it should be postponed when you already know what you're doing? Why are you extending this as if it hasn't already been made? Right. All right, back onto the rave side. I'm going to give one to NXT, surprisingly. And it's going to go to the Austin Theory and Roger Strong match. That was my next one. It was a great start, right? I was like, yeah. all right, I'm going to give this show a chance. This was really cool. I've never seen Austin Theory. I want to see more Austin Theory. I think he performed great in this match. I want to uh, see more Roderick Strong. Uh, yeah, of course. Of course. That, that goes without saying. I, I was really impressed with Theory, though. He he looked like a star, a future star to me. Yeah. Um, he's got you know He's got the image. He's got the ability. I enjoyed the backbreaker on the top rope. Um, and then also Theory Drop and Strong on the apron. Those are two really good spots in this match. And they did a great job. I enjoyed it. Alright, so then I'm going to go ahead and take this one to roll with uh, my second favorite match of the week. And that was the six-man tag. Um, not really much to say about it. It was it was a really good match. I enjoyed the ending to this as well. Like I believe the OC should get the win here. If you're going to build them as the best tag team, whether AJ Styles is with... Gallows and Anderson or not, this team should be getting wins. And they ended it, and they gave the right finish to this match, and I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, I had it as a neutral, um, because I was kind of, I was happy that they got the win. Right. The match itself didn't do a whole lot for me. It was just like an, any other six-man tag. It wasn't a bad match, so that's why, you know, I liked everything about it. It wasn't like it was just thrown me. It was a, yeah, I thought it was put on well. Was it, holy shit, material? Yeah. No. But I, I think with the outcome and everything to me, this was a pretty good match. Yeah, with the outcome, I would definitely lean yeah. towards towards Raveside, especially because it would have been very easy for WWE to go, okay, the Viking Raiders lost last week. Let's get them a win. On and the they've got Randy with them, so let's definitely give them a win. Yep, yep. So I agree with that. Mine's going to go to Keith Lee and Leo Rush. I talked about how I enjoy the Christmas stuff. That ending where Keith Lee... Pops up in a Christmas hat that I still don't know where he got the Christmas hat from. And Leo Rushmore for the hot tag with a mouthful of cookies is something I'm going to remember for a long time. That was a, that was a really good Christmas moment for me. That was. That was an, an, another highlight of NXT and what was, in my opinion, a very boring mm-hmm. episode. The start and the finish was pretty good. And I, I really liked the pairing. Of Leo Rush. I actually was thinking I would love to see that be a right? team. And Corey Graves, you put something out on Twitter about Morrow. I 
please go watch this. Beth was fucking horrible by herself. Anyway. What? What did I just want Corey Graves. When Corey Graves said you've got... Uh, does Corey Graves listen to our podcast? Holy uh, shit. If he does, I want him to know to please go watch that part of NXT this week. Beth was disgustingly bad. I heard her yell so many times for no reason. It's Santa Keith! I literally thought that it was freaking Vicky Guerrero. It was that annoying to me. Sorry, go ahead. That I just wanted to touch on that because that's the part where it all came out. Well, all right. that all right, Blake. Back I was throwing us off track off. a little yeah, bit. I'm just letting you know. Rant. Back to rant. This is going to SmackDown, and Greg ranted about the wrong thing. This is going to Braun Strowman. However, it's not the hips. It is the fact that he got the pin on Shinsuke Nakamura to set up the Intercontinental Feud, and what is the true problem and what we were talking about already with Braun Strowman the childish feeling of him being a monster and Michael Cole going they're used to Zambonis flying around here but not a monster (laughs) that type of shit is exactly why all three of us are fed up with Braun Strowman tired of seeing him and I don't want to see him as Intercontinental Champion if he's going to be the monster who just throws his fingers up and doesn't really touch on that a little bit too. The overbranding is a constant problem with WWE. Constant problem. Where if something they want something to catch or something catches just a little, like you nonstop will hear the monster and get these hands. And the best line of 2019, we can all agree, was burn it down, right? Oh, yeah. The overbranding is definitely an issue. When they yeah. when they want to ingrain something, good lord, they do not stop. Yeah, and it's that's more fitting for like twelve year olds, right? It makes it hard when you're at our age and you're watching wrestling to enjoy that stuff because it's so forced that when you try and force something, it it has the opposite effect. When things are done subtly, they can catch on just fine without you forcing it to happen. The monster thing, I mean, remember Monster in the Bank? Nah. Woo! That was the start of it for me. They said that so many times that I could not wait for him to get rid of that fucking briefcase. It didn't make any sense. Why was he in the bank? Why is that a monster in the bank? bank monster. Why is he a monster? Can you guys tell me this? Why is he a monster to begin with? What makes him a monster? He was a monster at a point in time. What what makes him monstrous? Nothing anymore. What did, though? He beat the shit out of Roman Reigns every week. It was awesome. He was a monster at one point. He was a monster at one point. Yes, he was a monster at one point. He would not stop. We're he was relentless. Police, he was though. he was slipping vehicles over. He was kind of a monster. Was he not? Was not he only really? was he a monster, but he was a monster among men. They missed no, the whole, they missed the best opportunity against you to put him and Elias together and call it the Symphony of Destruction. They did. That was the biggest they misstep. They gave us there. Nicholas. Yeah, Nicholas. Uh, anyway, so my next hand. <laughs> let's not even get over there. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be what I thought was the worst match of the week, and that's Blackheart and Bel Air. Again, NXT needs to stop putting two people together that have no chemistry whatsoever. This whole match was super slow. It looked like neither one of them knew what they needed to do to the other. I had no fun watching it, and I thought that it was a complete waste of time. You look conflicted, Blake. I don't mind when they when they put... The random people together because 
NXT is meant to be. Well, you get what I'm saying. Developmental. Give them some time. The issue for me is when I always know exactly who the winner is. If we're going to... If this is developmental and we're building new people, every once in a while, at least a third of the time, in these random pairings, this new rookie needs to get the win for me to... Otherwise, you're just bringing in people and I'm just... I don't care. Because I know... I don't, I'm not even looking at them as like, oh, this is the new hot young NXT talent. I'm just looking at it like, is this local jobber talent? Or at least give two no names at the time a match together. To give them a chance to build their own name at that point. I agree with that. And then they get a chance to go after somebody like Bel Air in like another match. Like, almost like a number one contender-ish. I don't think it was as bad of a match as you said. I'm not going to try and give it a rave. I don't think it was that great. I don't think it was as bad as you came out with. But, you know what? I, and I forget her name. I'm sorry. I'm really good with names, but for some reason I can't remember her name. So then you're obviously not very good with names. <laughs> I usually am. I can't I can't recall her name. This is the first time I've seen her. And well, then you write it in your book. You write everything else. I know. Well, I, I had it as a neutral, so I wasn't going to talk about it. But I would like to see more of her. I, I don't think it was that bad of a match. I mean, from what the commentator said about her background, yeah, I'd like to see more. She of seemed her different. As well. Yeah, but I don't think this was a good match. All right, moving it along. My next rant, my last rant, is going to go to the Sheamus promos. I just I don't like when we do the promos every single week for a return. It, it was when it first happened. It was a rave. I was happy to see Sheamus, and now I'm annoyed with him. Mm-hmm. I don't want to keep seeing your thing every week. Uh, there's no story being told with them. There's no week-to-week progression. It's just saying the same things every week. And he, he's like a mystery figure. And then he's like, surprise, bitch, I'm Seamus. The light hits him. And we're like, whoa. And there's <laughs> like, no... whoa. They, they haven't given... Another thing that would help is like give me a date for his return. And I really think that I have PTSD from the Emelina stuff. And that's why I have absolutely no patience for it. Because of how long I waited for Emelina. So now when this stuff happens, I'm just like, I... I don't care. Do you want a date? Yes. Royal Rumble. You're going to have to stick with this for another four weeks. I want an weeks. official date. Okay, then Royal January Rumble. 27th. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> I think that's what it is. January 27th. I didn't have the official like date. That. That's why I did. It's one of those. That's just uh, a Royal Rumble. All right, what do you got for Rave, Blake? This is the last one, right? Last yes. Rave. Man, there's two I really like. I hate when we get to that last one, man. You know what? I think the other one's going to get said, and I really... I'm going to go with this one. Raw and Samoa Joe standing up to AOP at the end at the commentary table. I have not... Ladies and gentlemen, I actually agree with Blake. Yeah, so I was about to write down the timestamp, so you (laughs) fucked me up. Anyway, you know what? Roy, I'm I'm glad you said that. So we both, we haven't been big fans of Samoa Joe, right? Right. It's just kind of, I'm a badass and I'm going to lose the match. That's been his stigma ever since he's been brought up to WWE from NXT. This was the one moment where I was like, okay, I kind of see it now. Yeah, like, you kind of get, get behind him a little bit. You're like, what? oh, shit. It didn't, it didn't feel forced. It felt like, you know, it was like, no, fuck you guys. Yeah, I'm doing my away. job. He's like, where are you going? And he's like, I'm not. The best thing they did with this, what really made me enjoy it, was because WWE, usually what they would have done was just used him as like a save guy to mm-hmm. save Mysterio, to make him face. Instead, what they did, he didn't care about what was yeah, going on. He didn't care about Ray Mysterio. He said, I'm here to do my job. <laughs> I'm not leaving this table. If I get up from here, yeah, we're going to fight. Right. Yeah. And I was like, 
fuck. Okay, I get it now. I see it. I was really, I was like, this is awesome. This is the Samojo they've been trying to get me to believe in. Well, I also like the comment earlier in the night from him where he went, these guys are doing it in a bully fashion. He was like, my family... We just fight and we take care of business. He's like, that's going too far. I didn't so, like that. I don't like that. He's trying to pretend that he's a he's a different. Yeah. Like he's a Here's nicer guy like than that, them. Though. Here's why I like that though, because it kind of goes with why he's also lost in a way because he's not too much of a bully. It may, it, they're trying. He's to not too much of a bully. He went to AJ Styles' fucking wife house. Yeah. Okay, did he beat her up? But I don't know. Wasn't on camera. Do you know? No, he didn't. Yeah, I don't agree with. I don't agree with that. Like Wendy. He's like, well, you murder three people, and I only murder one, so I'm better but than you. But it is in self-defense, so. <laughs> anyway. However, ignoring everything that Greg just said, because like that is does. a rant, this was a oh, rave man. because this was the first time since NXT that I saw Samoa Joe, and I said, you know what? I want to see some more Samoa Joe like this. That's the Samoa Joe I want to see. It made complete sense. I love that he stood his ground, and like we had talked about, it was like, you know what, you guys, you gonna do something? Let's do something. I'm here to commentate. I'm not getting up so you can use this table and fuck it up. We're gonna fight. We're gonna fight, and I really enjoyed that. All right, Greg, what do you got? My last one's going to KO. Um, I just enjoyed him. The whole telling Mojo to shut up. We already have a match, so there's no need to talk. Just get your ass kicked. Uh, and then after the match, calling out uh, Seth and AOP. And basically saying, I know you guys are going to come down here and take advantage of me. So come down and kick my ass anyway. I'm right here. Come kick my ass. Like, I thought that was pretty cool. Like, you should have never assumed. Seth just wanted to shake his hand yeah. and call a truce. I won't argue but with no, you. I just like the fact that he was like, I know you're going to kick my ass. So just come kick my ass. I'm fucking the fact that, No, no, no. The fact that he's insisting on getting his ass kicked was like, okay. I won't go into rant versus rave with you or anything. But Kevin Owens is really annoying. And I thought the whole thing was annoying. You need to stop it. It was. It was yeah. awful. Stop and get some Because I'm Kevin Owens and I'm and here to do a stunner and lose a match. Kevin, he didn't lose. He fought Mojo Raleigh. He was one of the Raw 8. Not going any further. You just said lose. I didn't say he had a meaningful win. He didn't lose. And notice I didn't talk about the match. So exactly. Did Mojo not know way. that they had a match also? Because it seemed like Kevin broke the news. He was like, and up next we have a no DQ match. How did you feel about Mojo on the mic? I don't fucking care. Okay. Good. Sing. Alright, so what's your last rave? <laughs> Alright, I'm sorry. My last rave is going to go to Rusev and the Conga line. Yes! Okay. Yes. I really enjoyed when Rusev was hanging out with the, the Conga people. What do they have in a do they have a name? We'll just call them the Conga yes. line. The, the No Way Hoseers. The No Way Hoseers. And he got two kisses, you know. Rusev yeah. was a little bit of a playback. We've yeah. known that about him for some Bachelor, time now. Yeah. I actually would love if Rusev just absorbed No Way Jose's gimmick. <laughs> and the conga line is no longer with No Way Jose, but instead it's with the, the recently divorced Rusev, who is just having the time of his life. So during the wedding, he just comes out and dances around the exactly. ring and Fantastic. And yes. I love the fact that he kept Jose's music, too. It didn't go to his music with them. He kept Jose's music the whole time. Give me that. Yes. <laughs> I have hated No Way Jose in the Conga line for years. And when they, when this match started, I'm like, well, that's weird. You know, Rusev, we're tur- we've turned him face, and he's going against the face. I'm like, they got to be doing something with the Conga line. And Rusev's serious. He's serious in the match. He's not playing games. 
But after the match, he dances a little bit. He steals the conga line. This is like the Rusev character like that. Man, give me more of that. That is fun. That was good. And we've seen what really helps me too. I don't know if you watched um, Total Divas much. I know Roy and I watched. But we've seen Rusev's character and his personality. We know that he's hilarious. Exactly. So to, to actually get it. Alright, Greg's setting. looking for an opportunity to pee. Go fucking I, pee, Greg. Go fucking Why pee. Wanna, go pee and I'm go pee, Greg. This this opportunity to finally like see him, it's it's so cool to me because we've seen it kind of, and we know this is a little scripted too. But I feel like his genuine personality is closer to what he's doing right now. I agree. Um, you have any honorable mentions for this week? Yeah, I've and got. If Greg a, repeats any of them, I'm gonna yell at him because he didn't stay in the room to listen. Fucking Greg, he couldn't even make it a full hour. We're not even an hour in. He peed before we started. I know. He's the man with a hat and diabetes. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I cannot do a podcast like this every week. <laughs> you know what? We we gotta we gotta get somebody to fill in for Greg. And then he opens the door loud as shit. So I'm sure everybody heard everybody that. Everybody heard that because everybody wants to hear him open a door and piss, right? You can probably hear him pissing in the background. Let's listen. Nah, I don't hear it. I don't hear it either. So for me, I, I'm a little sad that you guys didn't use it because I feel like it deserved to be on here. So I'll make it as a mention: Dana Bryan winning the triple threat main event. It's fine, isn't that what was always going to happen? I I think so, but I I was happy about it, and it didn't end with a predictable fiend attack. I I'm happy they did it the way they did because I was like, let's not have them just come out and. And do what we've done for the past few months to end it. I like that we're seeing more Bray Wyatt and a little less Fiend week to week on the end, attacks at the end. But, you know, I, I felt that it deserved its place this week. And for SmackDown, what was with the multiple replays of Roman Reigns' attack on Baron Corbin? In the oh first my god, okay, hour? this is my favorite part about <laughs> SmackDown. Uh, I have a... How old? 14-year-old sister, maybe? Mm-hmm. Who knows how old my sister is? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, who who knows? knows? She used to watch wrestling when she was younger. Um, and she she doesn't watch it at all anymore now. But not a lot changes. So she's pretty familiar with most of them. Uh, she could tell you like 90% of the roster and catch up pretty quick. But my favorite part of watching SmackDown is we're all looking at our phones. Nobody's paying attention to anything. And Kaylee says... Why does WWE love Roman Reigns so much? <laughs> I thought that was absolutely hilarious. I'm like, they really do, though. They really do. It was insane to me that they showed the replay like five minutes after it happened. And then it was like 40 minutes into the show and they showed the same we're, replay. We're clearly back to the obnoxious Roman push. It's weird, though, because he's losing. So it's like they're giving him losses. like mm-hmm. And... And I, it was funny because we're, we're going to do our, our best of 2019 and I look back at something. Roman took a lot of losses this year. That's true. If you think about it. Um, he lost a lot more than he, he ever has in the past. But it still feels the same. Yeah. And that's why. It's the replay stuff. It's He's the main event when he should be the main event. if he loses, it's going to be to 25 people. <laughs> yeah. Like, it still has the same effect even with the loss. They're trying, but they're not quite... Achieving what they need to be achieving, but the replays, man, that, that killed me. And I'll, I'll do one more thing just so I don't take everything out. And Greg was pissing, so he probably don't even know what the hell we talked about. I don't even have any honorable mentions this week. Roy, I didn't want to. I didn't want to argue with you, but Lana, 
and her interrupting. I can't and wait for the, the wedding mic. on Monday, man. I was like, you know what? They had the match. I'm like, oh, I didn't have to hear Lana this week. I was relieved. And then in the middle of the match, I had to hear Lana. I'm like, son of a bitch. Again. I know you can't look, like you can't wait for the wedding. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to say I'm not looking forward to it. I'm definitely. I'm. Shit. I'm neutral here. I don't know if I want to see it. I don't know if I don't want to see it. Who knows what the hell is going to happen with it? I'll give it a chance, but I don't want to hear Lana on the mic much more. Some of my honorable mentions. I want to talk about the fact that Alexa Bliss and Nikki are still best friends, because when we started this, it was so obvious to me that it was just for an Alexa turn. I was a thousand percent. Sure of that to the point that I was annoyed. And so I always like to reflect on moments like this and say that I was wrong and really appreciate it because here we are months later and Alexa and Nikki, they really are friends. Alexa really does like Nikki. And I'm, I'm just now realizing that Bailey really was the asshole all along. And look where we are. Yep. Wow. <laughs> um, Dominic versus Reed. Uh, they, I feel like they want... Dominic to be featured, and I feel like I was I was very interested in Reed, and they got together, WWE Creative, and they said the best thing to do now is to put on the most boring match of 2019. <laughs> and I will admit it's not fair for me to to fully say that because after the first three minutes I fast forwarded the rest of it. I was looking forward to this more than any other match on the card, and good lord. When the first few minutes was a headlock, getting pushed out of a headlock into a headlock, <laughs> and then later on we got a headlock pushed out into a headlock, I was done. These two men are watching this. Um, and then the last thing that I want to rant about is Alexa Bliss, because even though I'm happy to see her back, you're not going to trick me, and I'm not going to watch your stupid fucking Alexa moment of a moment of bliss every goddamn week again. I don't want to see that. I don't either. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, here we go again. We don't know what to do with Alexis, so we're going to do a moment of bliss every week. I don't want to see that. I hope that's not their goal. Do something different. Do you guys have predictions on who won this week? I think Raw won their Raw, first ever. Yeah. And I don't even think it was close. Ladies and gentlemen, your winner and the new Capital R Champion, Monday Night Raw.